Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. The Detroit Lions and the New England Patriots. Detroit, a heavy home underdog in the Sunday night football game and it was the Lions that placed the Patriots into a body bag by the end of the night. That was a, uh, a quite the, the beatdown. It's not like the Lions played amazing, but the Patriots were so inept, so pathetic, uh, that uh, the Lions dominated the game. And Matt Patricia, if you saw the game, you saw Matt Patricia, the rotund Lion coach walking off the field to a hug from Bill Belichick, getting the win there. And it was not a masterpiece for the Lions, but it was a domination situation as the New England Patriot offense was overwhelmed, obstructed by a Lion defense that had given up 78 points the first two weeks of the season to the Jets and the 49ers. And they put up 10 points, the Patriots did, against that defense. 10. 10. 
They put 10 points up, and they were lucky to get to 10. And while many will celebrate the Lions winning the game and some no-name rookie running back getting over 100 yards and the first time that's happened since 2013 for a Lion running back, the better story is in the losing locker room and the fact that the Patriots were placed into the Oregon grinder. That's where we have to go. And after losing to Jacksonville, the assumption, you know what happens when you assume, the assumption was if you base everything off what had happened in the past, the Patriots typically do not go back-to-back and belly-to-belly in a, in a dumpster fire, and that's exactly what happened. You think, well, follow-up, a loss with a win, that's how they always do it, and instead the Patriots now sit with a losing record at 1-2, and two. and again, that offense stunk. It smells like the trash behind me that doesn't get picked up over the weekend. And all the talk shows come in here, and they eat food, and it rots, and it sits there in the trash can. And they're such big divas, these people. They can't, they can't move it down the hall. Bunch of pigs. They can't do a three-hour show without eating a bunch of food. Just anyway, so you got Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. They've got some work to do. Yes, they do. They have dug themselves a medium-sized hole. A medium-sized hole. The Patriots losing consecutive September games for the first time in six years since Belichick and Brady have started working together. It's only happened a total of three times. Three. That's it. Three times since Belichick came to Foxborough, and this would be now the fourth time. So I guess it happened three other times in addition to that. See, that's Maller math. Now, how that all works down. Let's hear from Bill Belichick, though. Let's uh, hear Bill Belichick, who was in a very surly mood, as he always is, uh, Mr. Grump himself, and he was subdued after the game, and he points out that uh, this was, despite what you might believe, this was not that big a deal. Uh, I don't think anybody clinched a playoff spot today. I don't think anybody was eliminated today. I don't know about that. How for sure? Someone could have been macheted and eliminated from the playoffs. I don't know. No, we don't know 100%. You're assuming that no one was eliminated. Here's more from uh, Bill Belichick. And uh, Bill, I'm sure you're very satisfied with the way your team played. Yes? I've said that multiple times. I'll say it again. We need to do everything better. Play better, coach better, execute better in all three phases of the game. So whatever one you want to bring up, it's, the answer is all the same. None of it's been good enough. See, the thing is, we have so much sound of Belichick. How do we know that was from from Sunday? Like That could have been Bill Belichick from 2009 when the Patriots lost a game. The humorless, cantankerous curmudgeon that is Bill Belichick. Play that again. This is not dated in any way. You don't know whether this was after a game against the Lions or a random game in December when the Patriots usually take a trip to Fort Lauderdale and lose to the Dolphins, right? I've said this multiple times. I'll say it again. We need to do everything better. Play better, coach better, execute better in all three phases of the game. So whatever one you want to bring up, it's the answer is all the same. None of it's been good enough. Yeah, he comes out there and he's, he's the Scrooge. You know, he's got the grunts, he's got the death stares, the sighs and the silence. and all. That's how he, he operates. It's always annoying. Guy's making millions of dollars a year. He's probably the highest paid coach in the NFL. Who knows? Nobody knows exactly how much he makes, but chances are he's the highest paid coach in the NFL. And he is always dissatisfied, humorless, and just a – I mean, he's the, the – the, the, I don't know what the right phrase is. Drama queen, I guess. I don't know. Whatever you want to say there. He's very dramatic. 
in a different way. Like LeBron James is dramatic in basketball, but Bill Belichick dramatic the way he acts after a loss. All right, Gron- Rob Gronkowski. Gronk, I'm sure you've got all the answers here. Rob Gronkowski, the Patriots are doomed. You guys are getting ready for next year. Is that correct? Yeah, it happened. Really? Brady's my quarterback. Oh. Oh. So wasn't going anywhere without Brady. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's him answering the question about the trade. That's right. Schefter had a big Schefter bomb. Yeah. What happened to Glazer? Didn't Glazer used to have Glazer bombs back in? What happened to that? It's all Schefter bombs now. Well, anyway, Adam Schefter had a story that Gronk was going to be traded to the Lions, but he turned it down, and I guess he confirmed it. All right, so uh, let's get let's cut down to the meat of the matter here. What, what the elephant in the room, all right? Uh, how much trouble are the Patriots in? All right, so my observations are you've got overwhelmed ammunition and seafood. Right. Overwhelmed ammunition, seafood, we'll fasten these together. Now, we'll begin with the fact that Tom Brady was not only a quarterback in this game, he was terrible. If you took the name Tom Brady away and you just looked at the performance, it is a, a the kind of jaw-dropping performance where you're, you're like, wow, you're taken aback. This was the type of vintage quarterback play that you would expect from someone named Derek Anderson, or Tony Banks, an NFL pass. In fact, the last quarterback to throw for 133 or less yards, one touchdown and one interception, was Tony Banks, uh, 1996. you got to go back. And these are the kind of numbers that, uh, if you're old school, Ken Anderson for the Bengals back in the day would have games like this in a different era of the NFL. Tom Brady looked slow. He was often overwhelmed by the Lions' defense, there was no one open. And he he was running around trying to find someone. At one point, he just threw the ball. He got penalized for this, but he just chucked the ball away, and there was no one within 20 yards other than Lion defenders. So the word here for the Patriots' offense is unsettling. And it wasn't just Tom Brady. Stephon Gilmore, who's the number one defensive back for New England, he ended up being partially burned on both the touchdowns the Lions scored as uh, Kenny Galladay, not Holiday, Galladay, uh, and Marvin Jones each had touchdowns, and, and Gilmore was on the field. And then in addition to all that, the Patriots' offense, while they were bogged down the entire game, other than Rob Gronkowski, who at points was double and triple team, the Patriots' offense, it's kind of like when you go into a, a war situation one of the most important parts of combat, if you understand the art of war from Sun Tzu, you've got to have reinforcements. You've got to have ammunition. You've got to have a strategy, but you also have to have enough ammunition. The Lions the Lions at 0-2 had more heavy artillery than the Patriots. And that's on Bill Belichick. That is on Belichick. This is a substandard roster. You are not battle-ready to score many points when you're tossing out Philip Dorsett, Chris Hogan, and Cordero Patterson as your receivers. Hogan and Dorsett, you talk about not making an impact. Dorsett didn't even have a catch. Hogan made a couple of plays. seemed like they were when the game was already over in the fourth quarter. And then the Patriots go out and acquire Josh Gordon this week. Was Josh Gordon in Detroit? Yes. Did Josh Gordon play? No. He was standing on the sidelines. Even though he practiced this week, he didn't play. It's a bad job by Belichick. You at least put Josh Gordon out there. At least toss Gordon in uniform 
if nothing more than a high-priced decoy, attempt to missile the Lions defense, right? Mislead the Lions defense. That was uncomfortable to watch. And not to mention the, the other addition the Patriots made from the draft, Sony Michelle, the running back out of Georgia, and he was supposed to make this dramatic impact, and that has yet to happen. He carried the ball Never heard of him. 14 times for 50 yards. He averaged 3.6 yards per carry and didn't do anything in the passing game. And these are supposed to be the playmakers that were brought in when the 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 rest of the, the last year's Patriots, when they changed the roster over and let Danny Amendola go and some other players leave, uh, Brandon Cooks, they traded to the Rams. Now, last observation. It is time for a motivational speech. Now, Bill Belichick does not strike me as someone who's overly dramatic. That will, you know, he's as I said, he's very cantankerous and he's always annoyed and cranky and all that. Uh, so he's not the guy. But who else than me? There is a silver lining. Right? The perfect placebo, the perfect cure-all for the New England Patriots is coming. If anyone I know in the NFL enjoys eating seafood, it's Bill Belichick, Tom Brady. And the Patriots. The Dolphins are coming. The Dolphins are coming. And New England has regularly enjoyed an, uh, just an all-you-can-eat buffet of Dolphin at home. Now, they don't play that well in Miami, but this game's in Foxborough. And the weather in Boston starting to turn to fall-like conditions. Temperatures in the 60s and 50s and whatnot. Josh Gordon, you would think, would play in that game. And really, when you break it down, like the, the what, what the Patriots have to do to get back on track, they get the Colts. And Chiefs, after that, back-to-back-to-back in Foxborough. That is home cooking. That is home cooking. That's some solid home cooking. And one more game to get through against Miami, and then Julian Edelman will be back off the PED suspension. But if I'm running the pages, my theory on this, and Belichick ought to listen to me, I'd rather than go bah humbug and all that, what Belichick ought to do here is you release – you make a dramatic roster move. You say, Philip Dorsett, you're a bum. Uh, go play for somebody else, okay? Uh, you, you stink. I don't want you here. We need better players. We need to win. And you go out. You call Des Bryant up. You say, Des, come on down, Des. Come to Foxborough. Hang out. If you're going to go into business with Josh Gordon, you might as well go into business with Des Bryant. What are you waiting for, right? What are you waiting for? You waiting to lose another game? You want, to, you want to sit there at one and three? Is that what you're waiting for? And then you go out and make the move? They need better players at the skill positions. There's a better player out there. And rather than sit and complain and bitch and bellyache and all that, just go out and make the move. You don't have to trade for that guy. You don't have to trade for him. He's available. All right, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. And hello right back to you, yes. Ben Maller. Yes. This is shaping up to be a very a interesting week. NFL season. Nah, uh, I don't think so. Oh, I do. I don't uh, think so. I think you could pencil in before the start of the season the Patriots and the Steelers winning their division. That doesn't look uh, very oh, good. Oh, the Patriots at this point. are still going to win their division. We'll see. There's we'll the, see. And who's uh, and the Steelers will still win their division? Yeah, we'll see. It's, a, it's not right. looking good early you, on. You bet against them, I'll bet on them. How about that? You bet against I'm just, both I'm just the telling Patriots you, so and Steelers. All we can go on by is what we've seen so far, and so far neither one of those teams right, look very. You're betting impressive. against the Steelers and the Patriots. I want on the record you're betting against. I, them. Yes, I am. Ta- I am talking about the season so far. I think it's very interesting of what we've seen so far. I don't think far. it's that interesting. Well, I do. 
<laughs> I don't think he's that injured. I do. I'm not. I'm not riveted. I'm okay. Not riveted. We played the Patriots and Steelers. Well, the Steelers haven't played their game on Monday, but the by the end of Week Three, it's 18.7 percent of the season. Right, eighteen point seven percent, three out of sixteen. That's eighteen point seven percent. So, are you ready to say the Patriots are in legitimate trouble? No, I'm not ready to you, say that. Why not? But you just oh, see now I can't walk I, back. Own it. I'm not walking it back. I'm better saying radio. it's been a very be interesting. I think it's it. been a very interesting start to the season. I, 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 you know, usually, like I said, you can pencil in a couple of teams. Those teams are definitely going to make the playoffs. So far, there's reason to be concerned. Well, concern until they get Julian Edelman back, and if they're losing really? with Edelman, Julian Edelman is going to make that big yes, a difference. You think if he would have played tonight, they were going to win? Absolutely, I don't. They won the game. They he stunk. Open things up. They stunk. They that had game. no Julian receivers. Edelman is not Randy Moss. He's better at this point. Uh, Randy Moss is retired. Julian Edelman can still play football. What are you talking uh, about? Julian Edelman is a good player. He's not a oh, huge he, difference maker for Tom Brady. You must have. Have you had amnesia? No, I don't know what you're watching. He Good had, player, not a great player. He had player. 98 catches the last year he played. He got hurt good last year. He had a catch a year with 105 catches. You don't think he's that good? I, I said he is he not. Averages he averages over not 10 the, yards he, a catch. He, he catches 90 to 100 passes. If he plays passes. in this game tonight, they do not win. Period. Oh, they absolutely win. Absolutely not. Absolutely. The Lions he weren't even that good. That, he's the Lions not weren't that big Did of you a watch the game? Maker. The Lions yes. weren't that good. The, the Patriots the stunk. Do? That's my point. The Patriots are better. They win the game. With Edelman, they win the game. No, they don't. Yes, they no do. Chance. Absolutely. <laughs> no way. With Edelman, they win they, that football game. Does he play game. defense? It doesn't. The defense wasn't that bad. They gave a bunch of field goals. Big deal. Who cares? 23 points is not. You're, you're crazy it, if you think Edelman makes that big a difference. You're crazy to think he doesn't make a difference. I didn't say he you doesn't make a, a difference. I said he doesn't make that big of a difference. The Good guy, player. He's not, a, he's not a game changer. The last four years he played. He was a stud of studs for the Patriots offense. It was amazing. You toss him. You're talking about taking throws away from Philip Dorsett. That is night and day. That is like going from the freshman to the varsity when you that, go from yeah, Dorsett okay, to Edelman. Okay, that's night and day, but that doesn't mean he makes that big of a difference. And that's the problem. They were double-teaming Gronk. Those other stiffs couldn't get Tom open Brady, for the Patriots. Tom Brady's had stiffs his whole career except for Randy Moss. Uh, not, at this one is time. a new level of stinkage. What the Patriots are tossing out there, I would release all those guys. If, Be- if Belichick had any balls, he would release he's every one re- of those he's receivers. He's already released 20 would, receivers I would so get far rid this year. of Dorsett. I would get rid of Hogan. He sucks. I would get rid of Cordero Patterson. I'd release all of them. They're incompetent. They're not doing their job. This was a great opportunity. This was a chance with Edelman out for these receivers to take advantage and to prove that they don't suck. And instead, these Patriot receivers have proved how rancid and terrible they really are. Opportunity, and they have blown it. Every single one of these stiffs has blown it. We still have to keep talking, Eddie. The mic is on. I think we're, I think we're we done good? with this subject. Yes. Okay. So we're Raiders. Go Raiders. What is that? And the Raiders still win the AFC it's good. West. Did I not call that Raider game perfectly? Did the Raiders not, in the heat and humidity of Miami, did they not wilt in the second half of that game and fall No, apart? not really, Ben. They've been doing that all season. The Raiders, Listen, the Raiders right are three and zero. I mean, I'm no, sorry. They are three and zero. If you're dyslexic, <laughs> they are three and zero. That is correct. Uh, yes. If they've you're dyslexic, all, they are 3-0. They've led in all, uh, through the third quarter in all three games, and they're zero and three. I could see John Gruden. It looked like he was in a charbroiler. 
like they were roasting. You <laughs> were spinning them around there. It was uh, quite, the, quite the scene. But I didn't watch football. I was watching Dodger baseball today, Ben. We're going to win the World Series. Yeah, have, have fun. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Favored on the road, the Green Bay Packers went into Landover, Maryland, and they came out a loser. They were not competitive against the Redskins. Alex Smith, who didn't look so good the last game, bounced back at a couple of touchdowns, and the Packer defense was so rancid, that, that smelly, soft cheese defense, the cheese curds allowed Adrian Peterson to have 120 yards and a couple of touchdowns as Washington jumped out to a 28-10 lead and then had to play out the second half in garbage time, and they get the win 31-17. So not much of a game to break down, not much to talk about as far as the final score. The game decided early. Green Bay didn't put up much of a fight. Packers now find themselves 1-1-1, and and fortunate to be 1-1-1, compliments of a tremendous pratfall by the Chicago Bears in the Sunday night game. So, we did get the gift of a delicious subplot in the middle of the game with less than two minutes left in the third quarter, a game that was lopsided in favor of the home team, the Redskins, on a second down and seven for Washington. Clay Matthews came in. He sacked Alex Smith at the Redskin 35-yard line, and it was a uh, just a regular defensive play. It wasn't anything spectacular. Sure enough, there was some laundry tossed out on the field. It looked to the naked eye like a regular standard quarterback sack. And sure enough, for the third consecutive week, Clay Matthews was penalized for roughing the passer. None of them egregious. None of them outrageous. Here's how it sounded, actually, just to prove that I'm not making all this up. Here's how it sounded, Clay Matthews. Just close your eyes and imagine... Not, not, not you could, if you could see the pictures, that would be something. But just close your eyes and imagine what happened. Snapped Alex Smith, looking downfield. He's there had a sack! Oh, that came out of nowhere! Clay Matthews! Oh, no, and they throw a flag on it! Personal foul. Roughing the passer. Defense number 52. It's a 15-yard penalty. Automatic. First down. Unbelievable. I saw Aaron Rodgers get thrown to the turf earlier in this third quarter and no call. That's just unbelievable. That changes the complexion of everything. Well, not really. The Packers are going to lose anyway. Uh, and if you you want to take a guess, was that the Redskins or the Packers play-by-play? You want to think? Yeah, that was Wayne Larravee in the Packer, <laughs> <laughs> Packer radio. The Redskins guy had a different opinion of what happened. He thought it was effing great. He loved it. Uh, so, so there it is, the moment that is the talking point of this game between the Packers and the Redskins. And, and moments after that game, Clay Matthews did not hold back. Matthews went on a rant. Now, there were, there were a bunch of people there shoving cameras right in his face at his locker in the losing locker room at the stadium in Landover, Maryland. And uh, Clay Matthews unloaded on the state of the NFL. Unfortunately, this league's going in a direction uh, I think a lot of people don't like. You know, I think they're getting soft. And, you know, the only thing hard about this league are, are, is the fines that they levy down on guys like me who play the game hard. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm just going to keep playing hard. You know, maybe now pass rushers, guys going to have to quarterback. You just have to attack the ball, which is, you know, I, I've been playing this game for over 20 years. That's how you tackle. So, we'll see. I mean, you know, something's got to change because, you know, 
At least not. All right, so Clay Matthews saying the, the NFL's gone soft. He says something has to change there with the way the NFL is calling these penalties. Uh, and, and so let's get into it. Now, the question is this. Clay Matthews, you heard what he said there. And there was more, but that was the meat of it. That was the main part, right? It says the NFL is going soft because of these roughing the passer calls. You agree or disagree? I don't know anybody that would disagree. I don't. No one. Who's going to disagree? Who's going to say, no, no, this is the right thing. I agree with this. We need more of these penalties. More of these. No, everyone's agreeing. And I hate to be like everyone else, but I have to agree. That's the right side. You can't disagree. This is one of those, there's no disagreement. There's only agreement. You can't be on this side. On the other side, if you're on the other side, you're what's called the pussy willow is what you call it. And I don't want to be a pussy willow. Okay? I'm on the right side. I'm on the agreement side. All right, so my viewpoint on this latest example, and it's going to be a repeat with some added spice from last week, this Clay Matthews conundrum. Uh, my thoughts on this, you've got the overreaction, pillows, and the roundabout. All right, overreaction, pillows, and the roundabout will bind this together. Now, first of all, uh, Aaron Rodgers, ironically, continues to haunt the Packers while playing for the Packers. Now, remember, this, this all goes back to Aaron Rodgers. The point where this became a thing was because Aaron Rodgers was knocked out with a broken collarbone last season by Anthony Barr, the linebacker for the Vikings. It was a fluke play when that happened. Instead of doing nothing, which would have been the right thing, the NFL got together and they said, you know what? We love Aaron Rodgers. We don't love Anthony Barr. We got to do something. And so they tweaked and adjusted the rule book. It was a textbook example of an overreaction, and it has given birth all these months later. Ironically, it was about nine months later uh, that the Rogers rule became a thing. Unnecessary babying. I get the whole babying of the quarterback, but this is babying on babying on babying. Baby, baby, baby. That's what the NFL is doing. And so far, Clay Matthews has been the guy who has been the case study being dinged the most. And if you look at his career, and he talked about how he played you know, 20 years, not all those years in the NFL. He's talking about his football career, obviously. But in his first 127 career games, Clay Matthews, how many times was he called for roughing the passer? Four! Four! That works out to an average of 3.1% of the time. The past three games, three for three. That's a that's a thousand batting average for Clay Matthews since the Rodgers rule became a thing. Now Mike McCarthy went ballistic on the sidelines. It's the only emotion he's ever showed as Packer coach. He's uh, oh boy, what a what a bore he is. Anyway, McCarthy uh, he went ballistic there. He was running up and down after the official there. He was so pissed off uh, that he was spitting fire, and he spit fire even after the game there. McCarthy showing some rare emotion. The Packer coach. Backing up, standing by his man. I thought Clay did exactly what he's supposed to do there. So, um, you know, how it's being officiated, that those are questions for other people. He hit him with his shoulder. He's, he's coming full speed off of a block. He braced himself. So I was fine with what Clay did. He showed a lot more emotion on the field than in that sound. I was hoping for more. I was hoping for more. Now, the second point, the Rodgers rule has been a wonderful subplot and an unexpected plot twist for this 2018 season. Now, remember what we anticipated in the 
exhibition season. What did we all expect? You remember? We all said the same thing. We said, oh, this helmet rule is going to cause heartburn. We did Maller monologues on the helmet rule. We said, oh, this is going to be a nightmare. It's going to be Sodom and Gomorrah. The helmet rule, the helmet rule, the helmet rule, the helmet rule, helmet rule. Hasn't been the case. Instead, it's the Rodgers rule, which has been driving controversy and thus driving conversation. Three weeks into the NFL season, the Rodgers rule has become, at least so far, the catch rule. That's what we have. We've got tons of time now dissecting this as opposed to last couple years, what is a catch, what is not a catch. And now we've put the the Rodgers rule under the magnifying glass. And my analysis is simple. My theory on this, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Clay Matthews advice, the only advice you can possibly take from a radio personality late night. Listen to me. All right, this goes to Clay Matthews and goes to every other NFL player who's playing defense and trying to tackle the quarterback. If you're going to properly tackle the quarterback, you need three things, okay? You need three things. You need pillows. You need to put pillows down so the quarterback can lay on pillows. You then need to fan with feathers the quarterback, and in case the quarterback's hungry, have some cotton candy because that's soft enough for the quarterback to eat. He won't choke on it. All right, now, like most things in the NFL, this whole roughing the passer penalty is inconsistently enforced. And I, I love the fact that the NFL tried to put the kibosh on any kind of blowback on social media. The rules police of the NFL, I don't know if you saw this, uh, they actually ended up getting caught with their pants down. They showed the video of this Clay Matthews tackle of the Redskins quarterback. Alex Smith. They showed it. They put the video out there, and they proudly announced, very arrogantly announced, that this is a foul of Clay Matthews for roughing the passer. They pointed out that the defender lands with all or most of the defender's weight on the passer. And they brought up Rule 12, Section 2, Article 9B. If you want to know how you've become a bureaucracy, you have Rule 12, Section 2, Article 9B. That's how you know you have become overwhelmed with red tape, right? Overwhelmed with red tape. Uh, so then what happened? So the NFL sent this out, and they said, well, this is the rule. So some fans then posted video of Aaron Rodgers being tackled by Darren Payne, who? Defensive tackle for the Redskins the play that Wayne Larravee, the Packer broadcaster, was referring to because he plays for the Redskins. But on that play, Rodgers was drilled to the ground. There was no roughing the passer penalty called on that play. Ironically, the Rodgers rule did not apply to Aaron Rodgers. So what did the NFL say about that? What did the NFL say in response to the Packer fans that were pointing this out? They responded with crickets. Hush, hush. That's right. The crickets were flying. Now, the final point here. It would be a real big surprise at this point if the NFL changed the way this penalty is called during the season. The reason the NFL is afraid to do it is because they're afraid if they change the way they call this penalty and a quarterback then gets hurt on a play like this, they will then be held as the you know, liable party. They say, well, why'd you change the rule? You should have had a rule in place. You changed the rule. How dare you? So they're, gonna, they're not going to change it. And the NFL in general is slow to react to these kind of things. By the letter of the new rule, 
the call was right. That shows you the rules wrong. The NFL is now asking defensive players in certain scenarios to not land on a quarterback with most or all of their body weight. They must do this while they are running at full speed. Seems completely reasonable. But here's the catch. In a roundabout way, this Clay Matthews fiasco works out as a net positive for Green Bay. Why is that? It is a diversionary tactic. The Green Bay Packers are 1-1-1. One, one, and one. They lost to what I believe is a bad Redskin team. They blew a game, uh, or almost blew a game against the Chicago Bears, had to come back dramatically in the, in the late stages of that game to beat Chicago, and they did blow the lead against the Vikings, ended up getting a tie. This is a diversion. Right? The Packers are not playing good football. They they didn't look very good against a run-of-the-mill Redskins team, as I mentioned. Washington had 323 yards and 17 first downs in the first half. And then they called off the dogs in the second half. Green Bay had 11 penalties for 115 yards. The Redskins took the Packers out behind the woodshed. It was abuse is what it is. It was, it was the organ grinder in this game by the Redskins against the Packers. So everyone's going to be focused on this. It's like a magician. The key to magic, there is no real magic. The key to magic is to get people to look the other way while you do the switch. That's the key to magic. You can you make it seem like you have magic because everyone in Green Bay and all these Packer uh, stockholders are looking at Clay Matthews and saying, what gives while the Packers are sucking? Relax. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. It's right over there. So if you're a coach coaching these guys, do you try and tell them to do something different, or do you just say, look, hit the quarterback, that's what we want, and we'll just live with it if it happens? Like I said, pillows, feathers, and cotton candy. Yeah. Those three <laughs> things, you put pillows yeah. down, where do you, you, where do you, where do you There's no pockets on those pants. Where do you put the pillows and the feathers and whatnot? I haven't figured that out Okay. Yet. Do you have an All idea? Right. Um, maybe you maybe can like, add a pouch. Maybe uh, some balloons, <laughs> low low floating balloons that they could reach up and grab. That's a good idea. Then, Everyone loves balloons. Yeah, maybe but, throw them under the quarterback as they tackle them. Yeah, like a blanket of cotton candy. <laughs> I would go with pillows, but cotton candy is also a possibility. And and feathers. You can't go wrong with feathers. Although some of the guys could be allergic to feathers, and that would that would create Ooh, a different problem. Yeah. Maybe Nike can develop like uh, airbag uniforms. It's a good idea. Ooh, now that's, that's no oh, Coop's taking it to another level. Yeah. There. So like when the quarterback, anything one gets near the quarterback, they inflate. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, that's good. Contact, <laughs> they blow up their jersey, blows up yeah. like a balloon. But I want it not just to blow up a little bit. I want it to be like a sumo suit. You yeah. know those big sumo suits? <laughs> yeah, I want it like See that. See those at the hockey games, like yeah. in between periods, the fans are out there running into each other? That's what I want. That's what I, now, I would like to address something, Eddie. Uh, there's a lot of people that don't get the nuance of the show here. Now, last hour, we had Ethan that called up, and I did some, I did a, a little bit with Ethan. We talked about how many games there were and how many teams lost. And do you remember what Ethan said? Do you remember the uh, answer? This was I said there was 14, 14 games. Yeah. yeah. And how many teams lost? And I, didn't Ethan say seven, right? Yes. And I went along with it because I thought it was hilarious. He it was, of course, wrong. But apparently people think that we didn't know that there's 14 games, 14 teams lost. This <laughs> went, It's amazing how many people listen to the show regularly. Like these are regular people listening to the show, and they didn't get the humor that we were playing along with the fact that Ethan gave the wrong answer, and we agree with him. That was part of the bit. It's like when people call up, Eddie, and they don't realize they're on the air, and we play along with that also. It's the same concept. 
I understand. It's a little frustrating. Just want to point that out. These people need to, to go pass out some. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And Kubaloo. Well, Ben, over the weekend, a lot of people around the nation, including our own Eddie Garcia, was trying to watch a potential Army upset over Oklahoma. Couldn't find it anywhere on TV. Turns out that uh, the only way to watch it was uh, to get a pay-per-view for $54.99 online. Yeah. Ben, do you think this is going to be a a common occurrence from here on out? No, uh, absolutely not. It's backwards sooner thinking is what it is, okay? First of all, it's 2018. And if you paid for that game, you're a dope. The radio broadcast was available. You could have gotten it for free online. The move here, you listen to the game. You don't go out and spend money on an Oklahoma Army game, even if it was a close game. Go out and have a nice steak dinner for $50. And and B, the pay-per-view model is a dying model. It is. You could have also found the game streaming on Periscope or Facebook Live or any of those platforms as well. And this is not going to become a common practice. The Big 12, as I read, they, they, they allow schools one game a year. They could put it on pay-per-view. But no, 99% of these games are on TV. It's, it's a silly thing. I don't know how many people actually paid for it. I can't imagine many people actually paid 50 bucks for that game. That's ridiculous. Next. Now, Ben, the volunteers may be still a pile of garbage, but if you were anywhere on social media over the weekend, you heard that the Longhorns are back. Are they back, Ben? No, they're back in the premature celebration business. It was nice. Uh, the USC win is not that big a deal. TCU's a bigger win. Uh, USC doesn't appear all that good this year to me. Uh, so it's like a couple of notches for the Longhorns, but really it is all premature. I look at that Texas team, I'm like, they still lost to Maryland, right? I keep going back to that. I can't get over that. A Maryland team that lost to Temple, and they beat Texas. Texas has to avoid now the letdown against Kansas State, and the real acid test is the Red River shootout with Oklahoma. No, they are not back. They're not back. They're on their way back, but they're not back. Next. Now, we learned over the weekend that Dirk Nowitzki will be coming off the bench for the Mavs this season. Ben, if you were somebody of Dirk's status, one of you know a living legend, would you retire before coming off the bench? No way. You know how much they're paying him to be a bench warmer? Come on. That's great money. You suck the toothpaste tube. All the toothpaste comes out of the tube there if you're Dirk Nowitzki. He likes the NBA lifestyle. He's treated like royalty. They throw rose petals when Dirk comes out of the locker room in Dallas. It's a pretty good life. Chartered flights, five-star hotels, per diem. And you get your ass kissed everywhere you go. And he will be starting at some point. The Mavericks are a bad team. All right, there we go. Mallard to the third degree. How do we do? Ben, you pass this edition. That is a winner! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line. Unscreened radio. We are on our way. This is where we give back to the key members of the sporting world. The ones that matter. At least we make them 
matter. The wisdom, the knowledge of the masses, you get to give all the things you've learned in your life and give them to the athletes. And so that's how we do it here. This week, who needs our advice? Well, we could have given advice to the Vikings. They lost to the Buffalo Bills. That's embarrassing. The Texans are 0-3. Wow. 0-3, the Houston Texans with Deshaun Watson and J.J. Watt and all those stars. We chose not to do that. We could have said, hey, the Jets lost to the Browns on Thursday. That's embarrassing. No. Raiders are 0-3. We're not doing that. But let's give some advice to the 49ers without Jimmy Garoppolo. It looks like Garoppolo is going to be out the rest of the season. A torn ACL. It's not been confirmed yet, but all indications are the man that dated the porn star, Jimmy Garoppolo, is down for the count, expected to be confirmed later today for Garoppolo. So your advice to the 49ers on life without Garoppolo, you're live on the air when you hear my voice. We'll start out with you on line one. Hello, line one. Oh, she smells like fish. You... All right, line two, you're on the air. Advice, please, to the Niners without Jimmy Garoppolo. I look blind, Scott, square in the face, even though he can't see me and say, you like it in the real. All right, line three. Hello, you're on the air, line three. Hey, Ben, this is Jim from Michigan. How you doing? I'm good, thank you. Line five, you're on the air. Hello. Josh Allen is a mix of Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, and Big Ben. Good. All right, stop. Stop, Robbie, the Mariner fan. Line six, you're on the air. Advice, please, to Jimmy Garoppolo, line six. Blow me up, Rocky Roberto. Oh, a great homage to our friend Mr. Moose. Line one, you're on the air. Hello, line one. Rockies are going to win the NL West. <laughs> All right, get out of here. Line two, hello, you're on the air, line two. Okay, thank you for that. I don't know what that was. Line three, hello. Never heard of them. All right, you're next. Hello, you're on the air, go. Never heard of them. All right, Larry, uh, you're not there. We'll hang up on you. Line five, hello, go. Lisa! Lisa! <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? Uh, line six, you're on the air. We're giving advice to the Niners without Jimmy Garoppolo. Line six. Just put it in your mouth. All right. Now, listen, this is Insta advice is what it is. Unscreened radio. The safety net is off. 877-99 on Fox. You can call up and prevent some of these same people from just dialing back again. 877-996-6369. The Niners lose in Kansas City, and it looks like they lost Jimmy Garoppolo, an ACL injury. Kyle Shanahan indicating it is a season-ending injury, although not confirmed. Line one, you're on the air. Go. Hey, you want to clown Derek Carr? Now karma's a B, eh? All right. Line two, hello. You're on the air, line two. Go. You waited too long to pick up. I got a murder. Got to go. Hey, that's the guy. I like I got that. Got a murder. Got to go. Wow. That's, he really has that down. Line three, you're on the air. Go. Let the porn star stroke until it feels better. All right, sound it says. Well, that's actually advice for Blair. Line four. Hello, line four. My line Once you go tangled. What's that line four? Yeah. Yeah. Once you go training, you don't want any other kind of fanny. All right, thank you for that. Line five. What the hell's going on? Line five, you're on the air. Hello. It was great seeing you at the Dodger game, Roberto. <laughs> 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 well, you a little scared. <laughs> Line six, hello. Give him Bella's leg. All right, get out of here. Line one, you're on the air. We're giving advice to the Niners without Jimmy Garoppolo. Can you help my friend my baseball? Yes. Your baseball, I'm glad you asked. Your baseball is actually in Jimmy Garoppolo's backyard. 
It's right near the lake on the left side down near the rocks. Thank you, Ben. Uh, you're welcome. Yes, line two, you're on the air. Go. Ripple, 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 ben. Line three, hello. Call Tony Romo. Yeah, bring him back. Romo, Romo, Romo. Line four, hello. Danny G is into Amy Lauren. All right. Uh, really? I don't know. Uh, line five. Hello, line five. Grab your guard tools and go back to the Andy Fer- All right. All right. There. That's enough. We'll do one more quickly. Kubalo, pick a line. Line three. Line three. Last call. The instant advice line for Jimmy Garoppolo. Nah, just get a training hooker. All right. There you go. There seems to be a theme here. That is a complete load of crap. I blame Blind Scott for that theme. I blame him. That's my duck. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.